Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where we hear from you the true experiences you've had with the paranormal and where we try to understand them. This week, I can't wait to hear the paranormal stories you've sent in to us. If you have had a paranormal encounter with a ghost, alien, or something unexplained, send us a voice note into this address, paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com, and you could be featured on the next episode. This week, we're returning to the subject extraterrestrials and what might live beyond and alongside our own world. There seems to be more and more UFO sightings than ever before at present. Why is that? Well, I truly believe we're being observed and that in the future we'll be visited and that they will announce to the world who they are. Think I'm crazy? Well, I'm not the only one. Apparently there are millions of me out there that believe in the same thing. So many of us have had bizarre and weird UFO sightings, some more frightening than others. In fact, when I listen to the stories, I find myself so convinced that we are definitely not alone. One of the most recent reports made headline news all over the world. Now, footage shows an aircraft camera desperately trying to lock onto something flying at thousands of miles an hour. And you can hear the pilots discussing what on earth it could be. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. My gosh. Up until two years ago, footage like this would never have been made available to the public. But now the Pentagon in the US are openly sharing videos and previous secret documents of UFO encounters. Why? Well, hopefully later we'll shed some more light on the subject. First, though, I've got a question for you. Where do you think the number one hotspot for UFO sightings is in the UK. Okay, I did not get this right. Are you thinking Wales? Are you shouting out Scotland? Well, you'd be wrong. Uh, for those of you who've got it right, congratulations. It is in fact Liverpool. Can you believe that? Police in the area of Merseyside have had 18 separate phone calls reporting UFO sightings since 2013. And apparently in 2015, a passenger plane was delayed from landing because of strange lights that had been seen hovering over the Mersey. This week's story is from Michael from Newcastle-under-Lyme in Staffordshire, who saw an unidentified object in the sky when on his paper round. My name is Michael, and this is my encounter with an unidentified flying object. When I was in my early teens, I used to have a paper round 
delivering papers to the local area around by me. And one day when I was on that delivery route, I believe I encountered an unidentified flying object. There was a cut through by an old care home. So I'd use that cut through to get from one part of my route to the other. And whilst I was there, I saw something in the sky. There was a light formation moving from left to right across the sky in the shape of a diamond. And then it disappeared then reappeared and then split into two small triangles, then reconnected into a shape of a diamond, then completely disappeared. I was absolutely baffled at what I saw at the time. I was only a teenager, so it was early in the morning, so it was really dark. So I was completely unsure of what it was. Another strange part about the story was the fact that it was completely silent. I've seen planes before in the sky whilst delivering my papers and you can hear them, but this was absolutely silent. There was no noise at all. And it was a low flying object. It wasn't high in the sky, so you couldn't hear it. It was just completely silent. So that was even more baffling than anything. Well, Michael, you're certainly not on your own in your sightings. According to a previous guest on Paranormal Activity, the majority of UFO sightings are reported as in a triangle or diamond formation of lights that then split and silently come back together. So why are there so many sightings of the same supposed alien craft? What could this suggest? Well, it could mean that within all the years of observation, uh, them, the aliens, um, there are many of them. And there are many UFOs that are the same, almost a little bit like um, different makes of aircraft that we have, but owned by the same company. What do you think? Maybe they have many different types of flying machines, some much bigger, some much quicker. Now, in recent months, the US government has begrudgingly acknowledged the existence of UAPs, Unidentified Aerial Phenomena. That's a new one, eh? More commonly known as UFOs. The Pentagon has finally, hooray, admitted that something is out there. So why now? Why have the American government owned up to the fact that UFOs exist? It absolutely baffles the mind, doesn't it? These incredible sightings that military personnel have witnessed and been told to keep quiet now are coming forward to tell their stories. Are these alien crafts purely modern warfare machines secretly assembled for future wars? Or are they really alien crafts? far too advanced for our top scientists to even imagine. The latest sighting, named the Tic Tac, has baffled and astounded its eyewitnesses. The short clip that I played you at the beginning of the show is captured by two Navy fighter pilots from the USS NIMPS in 2004. Um, The object they encountered was described as a 40-foot-long Tic Tac-shaped object and here is that clip again but in its entirety there's a whole fleet of them look on the sa my gosh they're all going against the wind the wind's 120 knots to the west oh thank you that's not our lns though is it it's not it is an lns dude well if there's like a thing it's rotating 
the strange UFO appeared at 80,000 feet and then rapidly descended to 20,000 feet at an astounding speed. It apparently had no propulsion, something that in our modern world is a mind-blowing phenomena. The equipment on board the fighter pilot's plane eventually managed to lock onto the strange tic-tac-shaped object for just a few seconds before it disappeared. Now, this footage, like so many hundreds of other amazing sightings caught on videotape, have been hidden away from the public. That is, until now, my question is why? So what's going on? What are our governments and world leaders keeping from us? Are they really visitors from some far off distant planets that the powers that be have known of for many years? One of the most fascinating pieces of information I discovered whilst doing uh, some of this research involves US explorer, Admiral Richard Byrd. Now, this amazing man oversaw Operation High Jump in 1946. It was the largest Arctic expedition ever and involved, get this, 13 ships, 33 planes and hundreds of military troops. Apparently, so the story goes, <laughs> I can't quite believe I'm actually reading this to you, but there was a huge battle. Now, this is just after or the war had just finished, uh, Second World War. And um, you would imagine what was going on with it. Was it, was it a, a battle between some straggler German military? What was happening? But apparently not. Alien craft, spaceships, saucers were coming out of the sea and were firing down on the US military. Now, apparently, Byrd put in a report in 1947. He put the report into the government saying that, quote, a new enemy had been observed and encountered. Now, Byrd was a very well-respected admiral of the US Navy. Uh, and what good would this report do for his career, especially in those days? I mean, it just would have, it could have finished him. He would have been laughed out of the military, but he took the chance and he put the report in. So this, is, to me, is absolutely, it's an amazing testament that he and all these men uh, that were serving in the Antarctic at that time saw something beyond this world that had been downplayed since the 1940s. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Mum's the Word, a brand new parenting podcast with me, Ashley James. Pregnancy, piles, and all the other problems that come with parenting, I'm not going to be sugarcoating anything. It's all about truths, taboos, and of course, celebrating the amazing highs too. Each week, I'll be talking about the journey of being a mum. For me, it's my first time, so I'll have some celebs and experts and you guys to help join me and hopefully figure out what on earth I'm meant to be doing. It's a podcast for all the parents out there, our very own little club. Hit follow now so you don't miss an episode. Mum's the Word, the parenting podcast with me, Ashley James, coming soon. It's the best parenting podcast out there. Well, joining me now, I'm absolutely delighted to have Alan Rohr, a BBC broadcaster for 20 years, and his son Harrison, who together have investigated many UFO sites and have collated many sightings. Uh, They founded an organisation called Research and witness, welcome to Paranormal Activity. Uh, it's 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 lovely uh, to be able to talk to you, and maybe you can shed some light on what's going on at the moment with all these UFO sightings. Hello, thanks very much for having us, Yvette. It's a very exciting time, isn't it? It, it certainly is. I mean, I I I'm beside myself with excitement. All this footage that's come out from America is absolutely fabulous. But before we go into that, I want to just ask you both. You know. What started your love um, and intrigue with UFOs? Well, um, when I was 18, uh, I'm very old now, but when I was 18, um, I was learning how to sail. And uh, a lovely man called John Leslie Smith was uh, teaching me how to navigate by the stars because you need to be able to know how to do it the old-fashioned way in case um, the uh, machinery goes wrong. And so we were having a look, and um, he said, oh, look, there's a satellite and we were watching it, and then it did a right-angle turn. And he very casually said, oh, we don't have anything that does that, and then just carried on with the lesson. (laughs) Just like that. (laughs) And so uh, from then, I kind of had my eye on the sky. And then completely out of the blue, I was uh, travelling with Harrison. Uh, We like to do uh, a lot of camping, do lots of Duke of Edinburgh awards. Harry's doing his at the moment. And so we were off camping, and uh, we'd taken a wrong turn because our sat-nav, uh, had suddenly gone haywire. Uh, so there was a line of trees on the left where we were driving, and um, we saw something over the trees. At first, I I just saw this large white object, uh, whitish silver, uh, about the size of a caravan, a mobile home, uh, above the trees, and um, quite shocked. So I just said to Harrison, can you see that? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was slightly yeah. in disbelief. Uh, and uh, yeah, he could see it too. Unfortunately, I had to keep my eyes on the road at the same time. But um, but yeah, uh, we both saw something very large and uh, and very odd, uh, quite magnificent looking. But in broad daylight. So. Oh, it was. Yeah, uh, it was in broad isn't daylight. Isn't that interesting? Because whenever you think of UFOs, you always think that people see it in the dark. But it, the fact that it was in broad daylight. I mean, Harrison, how old were you when this happened? Um. Well. It was 2018, so... You are about 14. Yeah, about 14. 14 years. Yeah. So what was going through your mind when you saw this huge object 
hanging over the trees? Um, I was trying to make sense of what I was seeing, really. My brain was trying to process it because, you know, it's not every day you see something that large flying, like, maybe 50 foot above the tree line right in front of you. Um, I'm thinking, what kind of aircraft is this? Is this some sort of drone or military aircraft? But it was just defying all known logic and physics. Uh, and it didn't look like anything I've ever seen. So, yeah, I was very baffled, I think is the word to use. Pretty exciting, wasn't it? Yeah, very excited. Wow! I mean, I can hear, I can, I can hear so many people listening now being really jealous, you know, because so many people want, they want to see a UFO, don't they? And like I always say, seeing is believing, and you know, it's very easy for people to say, "Oh, you know, I saw a UFO," and you can actually see people. I don't know if you get it. They're looking at you like they're crazy. Absolutely. Every yeah. time we tell anybody, um, we, we're very cautious about telling people. They're always very polite and try to act respectful and like they're open-minded, but you can tell they're trying to hold back the laugh. You know, <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're, I'm sure they want to believe, they just don't allow themselves to. I don't know if it's because they don't want, they're, they're afraid of the unknown, they don't want there to be something else out there that's more technologically capable and more intelligent than them maybe they want to be the superior race but i think if yeah i think i think you're absolutely right what in your now there's been loads of cases and i i know um alan and harrison that you you know you've immersed yourself in in this and, and you know about so many cases and sightings but just pick out just pick out a couple for us to, to share, if you can, and, and I'll be silent for a bit. And just tell us some of the most wonderful sightings that you've, you've heard about and that fascinate you. There's a, a wonderful chap called Paul Sinclair who uh, spends pretty much every night in the freezing cold and dark on the cliffs at Bempton in East Yorkshire, very close to where we live. And he has seen incredible things and he's spoken and interviewed lots of local people who've lived in those parts for, for generations and asked them about what uh, if they've ever spotted anything. And it seems that pretty much everybody has at some point. There's lights which appear and uh, they seem to drop out of the sky into the water and go the other way as well, uh, just off Bempton Cliffs. And this is obviously fascinating but there's been more than that and uh, I'd recommend anybody who's interested to look up Paul Sinclair and and his extensive work. Now myself and Harrison have been lucky enough to spend a bit of time with Paul on the cliffs at night and we were hoping to see uh, the things that Paul has seen but you you have to put the hours in for that and the months Um, but we did see some interesting things. Um, we, We were it was a very very clear night one night and not a cloud in the sky. And there, there is no light pollution at all. You're just looking out to sea. And we could see the Milky Way quite clearly. It was a beautiful evening, um, quite cold, but really, really clear. And Paul pointed out some satellites which seemed to be ru- moving in unison. And we thought that this may be uh, Elon Musk's new project, which has caused a lot of attention. The Starlink. Starlink, that's right, yeah. yeah. And so we assumed it would be Starlink, and, and so we were watching, really interested, because um, it's great to see. And then it uh, it didn't behave like that, did it, Harry? No, I'm watching them. Uh, I mean, I've, I've seen the Starlink before, and I'd seen the Starlink before that, and there was just something 
different about this. So I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was um, until they started doing right angles and uh, some of them would go off in one direction, some would go off in another direction um, in little clusters um, and then come back together and then come back together all, all in sort like some of them would go off in together some would go off in together but eventually they would all come back into a sequence and it's just incredible to see wasn't it? yeah I mean and I'm so glad that Paul uh, Sinclair pointed this out to us yeah uh, it was really kind of him and and we felt really honored uh, to, to see anything when we were with him because he's put in so many years uh, to see the things he's seen there um, and we uh, we've only been you know a handful of times when we saw that so um, and everyone should check out his work he's spoken at a lot of conferences and uh, and we've heard him speak as well and been really proud that we've been able to spend time with him uh, but then internationally uh, not just around here where we're based in East Yorkshire there's so much going on at the moment and uh, Yvette, you you touched on the what's been happening with the Nimitz incident, the Tic Tacs, uh, in in the states. Um, Harrison, you've looked a lot into it, haven't you? And, yeah. Uh, uh, for anybody who's not aware of that, maybe you could tell us what you know. Yeah. Well, there's been quite a few um, incidents in, involving the Navy and the Air Force, especially in America, um, especially in the 21st century. Um, I'm sure most people, even if you're not into UFOs and paranormal, you've heard of the Nimitz incident or what it's <laughs> called in the media a lot more, the Tic Tac UFO incident uh, from 2004, where, long story short, there was a Tic Tac shaped object that some fighter jets um, intercepted whilst on a training exercise um, off the coast of Catalina. Island, um, the Los Angeles, and the manoeuvres it was doing were just physics-defying, gravity-defying manoeuvres, um, described by the pilots of the fighter jets themselves as manoeuvres that would literally crush a human occupant um, just from the sheer G-force. Um, because it was going that fast in such a short amount of time, it's simply impossible that humans could have been controlling it. Um, and it then sort of linked up with another craft that seemed to be bigger and just underneath the surface of the water, and it would go down and just hover above the surface, um, making lots of ripples, um, and then sort of just splash down into the water but without actually making much of a splash at all. And it could travel really fast. Submarines would be picking up these objects on sonar, thinking that there was some sort of underwater projectile, some missile from an adversary, but going much faster than anything known. Um, yeah, and so there's been so many incidents like this that's been happening over the last 20 years, um, all very similar. And they've all been recorded by the military, haven't they? Yeah. And and now I never thought I would ever see the day uh, when the the US military and the Pentagon would actually go on public news channels on the record on the record, yeah, and say there is there are things in the skies. They're not ours. We don't know whose they are. We don't know what they are, and we're tracking them because uh, they can do things that we can't do. 
I never, ever thought I'd see the day. Yeah. Me now, neither. The, the Me thing, neither. Yeah, the only thing they fell short of was they wouldn't call them UFOs. <laughs> but, uh, UAPs. They call them U- UAPs. Yeah. Unidentified aerial phenomenon. That's yeah. it. But you see, you you've touched on something there, and we we've already played the clip um, of the the fighter pilots um, as as you talked about Harrison, and you're absolutely right. But my question is, which is which I sort of mentioned at the beginning of the show, is why why now? Well, that's a good question. I mean, in the recent years, there's been a it's been there's been a much different attitude, I think, globally towards the UFO phenomena. Um, and people have been taking note and they've been yeah. more feeling better about coming forward, haven't they? Yeah. So there, there's, been, there's been records of visitations from um, things that can't be explained for decades and decades, centuries. Centuries, yeah. Uh, but um, only recently we, we've had the internet communication capabilities to know what everybody else is seeing. And only recently people, since the US military have said we've seen them too in 2004, since then people have been felt a little bit better about saying what they've seen. And now people are starting to find out that it's pretty common. That yeah, people are seeing it's these a things. very different attitude that people have towards the subject to even just in the 90s or the yeah, 80s. Absolutely. Um, or even the 2000s. So it may not be that we're seeing lots more UFOs. It may be that we just know about it more. Exactly. Absolutely. And do you know, there's so many things that absolutely fascinate me about this. I mean, I just talked um, about um, Admiral Byrd. I presume you know of the gentleman. Yes, of course. I mean, what an amazing man. I mean, this, this guy actually reports that there was a battle, a battle of flying saucers against this whole, the whole of the US sort of navy, the military, all these ships, all these planes, all the, you know, all these yeah. men. Uh, and he actually put his career on the line and and said there was a battle and I, I, we've seen the enemy and, and they're not of this world. I mean, that was an incredibly, especially in those times, you know, it was, it was a big risk to take. But not only that, he also flew into, and so he believes, I mean, the hollow earth theory is a whole different, uh, subject isn't it really but yeah, but he actually talks about when he flew his plane into a hole that took him into the center of the earth and he was met by aliens he saw ships and uh, initially when i heard this story i thought oh bless he's obviously been flying at too much of a high altitude and i'm a believer in this but it sounds so crazy doesn't it it sounds so far-fetched but who are we who the heck are we to judge? We know nothing, really, do we? Well, that's one of my favourite cases. I've done a lot of research into it. And Admiral Byrd was a very, very um, respected man. Um, and I mean, the area yeah, that flew into I mean, as well was ice, wasn't it? It so was. It, that does kind of make more sense when you realise that it was glacier. Well, yeah, it was Antarctica. The, he didn't fly into a big hole in the ground. It was actually no. holding the ice. So yes, sorry, I forgot belief, to mention there is, that. Yeah. There is yeah. very big holes in the ice. Yeah. yeah. So that's possible. And I remember this was just after World War Two. I think it was 1947, around that time. Um, and, I mean, this was a time where UFOs were only just starting to get into the media. Um around the Roswell time, really. Um, And, yeah, this was a high-ranking 
admiral. This was a high-ranking officer who put his career on the line. And, I mean, yeah, it's far-fetched, but I, I think there could be something to it. Um, I remember the reason he was there was to look into a rumour that there was a Nazi base on, in the Eisler, um that some of the Nazis had fled to after the war. And, um, yeah, I mean, I find it really interesting. I think one of the quotes he said, this might not be exact, but he said that there are aircraft machines that can fly from the South Pole to the North Pole and back in a matter of seconds. Now, um, isn't isn't that fantastic yeah. that you just mentioned that? Because I was just talking to, uh, uh, about that to my husband, and they were saying, weren't they, that there's actually um, uh, satellite footage, a picture of the chemtrail from the North Pole. Forgive me if I've got this wrong. From the North Pole to the South Pole. And they were saying that it normally takes about 30 minutes for a chemtrail to completely disappear in normal circumstances. But the chemtrail was still present. Let's say it left from the South Pole, was still present from the South Pole at the same time as the North Pole. So that meant there was an object that was leaving that chemtrail that was traveling at hundreds of thousands of miles per hour. Something that is absolutely, something that we we have no knowledge of or have never made, not that we're aware of anyway. Yeah, I've seen that picture. Um, it showed up on Google Earth, in fact. And there was actually, I don't know if you know this, there was pictures that people took on their smartphones from the ground of it above them. Because obviously this thing, yes, the chemtrail, went over land and cities and towns and there was people on the ground who took pictures of this thing from underneath it and um, not only did it go from the South Pole to the North Pole like you say but just to see a, the sheer width of this thing I mean this object had to be huge and quick oh really yeah. Wow. Well, yes it's unbelievable isn't it and then but what do you think what do you think? They are. And what do you think they're doing? Well, I'm a born sceptic, um, which kind of, as, <laughs> as you know, comes with the territory when you're a journalist, doesn't it? Yes, um, yes, of course. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't I try not to believe anything. I, you know, I'm not a complete doubting Thomas, but, you know, I do try to I look for evidence. And um, and it's... It, it's easier now because people post more evidence and when the military are actually showing evidence, it, it makes it a lot more believable. Um, but it's, I always think it, it, surely it's some kind of military undercover experimenting that they're doing, something that they're trying <laughs> out. But then you hear the Navy pilots who are test pilots and top, you know, top gun pilots saying, we couldn't pilot it. Yeah. <laughs> so, who could? Well, personally, I mean, everyone has their opinion, and that's fine. Because um, obviously no one knows for sure. Um, but I think Admiral Baird was onto something. I think there is something in Antarctica, um, under the ice there, um, because the amount of strange things that's been found there is incredible. And that thing with the chemtrail from the South Pole to the North Pole really backs up his claims all the way back in the 1940s. Um, so I think these things, especially the USOs, the um, basically UFOs, but under the water, often go in the air and in the water. I think they could be from 
Earth. I think the, I mean, they could be able to fly into space as well, but I think they could originate on our planet somewhere before us potentially. That's absolutely yeah. Yeah. They could be yeah. From before us, they could be the original inhabitants of the planet. They could um, be us in the. So fun you're talking future. ancient. Yeah, you're talking ancient aliens then. I am. Really? Really, yeah. I mean, there's... Yeah, I'm yeah. a huge believer in that. Absolutely 100%. There's so many. Oh, my gosh, we're just scratching the surface, aren't we? We'll have to come back and talk about this. But, let, I mean, briefly, the pyramids, I don't believe that man built those. I believe that aliens of some form built them. There's the most amazing buildings and stone structures Thousands of feet, not even thousands, hundreds of feet under the sea that could never have been constructed in the year because they, they dated them and said, you know, at the time that these stones were actually laid and this building was made, you know, we were, as in, a quote from Shirley Valentine, you know, we were plowing up the earth with the arse bone of a giraffe. You know, yeah, we could never right. have, we could, <laughs> we could never have built these structures. So who has? It's Fabulous, isn't it? Well, we were we were very lucky when when myself and Harrison first started getting really interested in this, which was sparked just by being by shock, really, at seeing what we saw uh, over the forest, which mm. turned out to be very close to Rendlesham. Uh, it was actually the edges of Rendlesham Forest, so we were very very lucky wow. to 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 see that, and that sparked a lifelong interest now, which I'm sure we'll always have. And in everything that has been, <laughs> everything we've been told isn't true. Um, to to try and find out for ourselves, which is why we, we called you know our, our little team, father and son, research and witness, because we want to research these things and then go and see them for ourselves if we possibly can. That's Absolutely. the best, th yeah, that's the best thing to do. And as you said, research and witness. And if anybody wants to get in touch with you guys um, and have a chat with you or any questions, what's the best thing to do, Alan? Well, we've got a, a very basic uh, website, uh, which is researchandwitness.com. And we're on Twitter as well, aren't we, Harrison? We are. What's our twi Twitter handle? It's simply at researchwitness. Um, so without the and. Without the Fantastic. and. Research witness. Without the and. Research witness, fantastic. Well, we'll definitely be speaking to you guys again and maybe we could go on some sort of, I don't know, UFO investigation together and see if we can see any light. Let's do it. That would be brilliant. Thank you so much for listening to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding. We shall be back at the same time, same place next week. Please stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow. And if you've enjoyed this episode, please rate and review. Now, we want to hear from you. You're the most important thing. We want to hear your stories. So send in an audio clip telling us your paranormal story to this address, paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. That's paranormalactivitypod at gmail.com. Uh, we also have a WhatsApp and you can send in your voice notes to this number, 075-999-27537, And we also have an Instagram page as well, so follow us at this address, at Paranormal Activity Pod. Remember, keep your eyes peeled and on the sky. Things aren't always as they seem. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.